Well, today is Sunday, November 24th, 2019, and uh, I just want to take some time to glorify and praise the Lord, Yahweh, in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, aka Jesus, Jesus, and um, yeah, um, man, this has been a, a amazing week, uh, as I'm just walking with the Lord more and more every day. And, you know, I just have to say, like, just through personal experience of trial and error and never, of course, putting the Lord to the test because even Jesus wouldn't put God to the test. But it's basically just see, the Lord is always faithful. It's it's us that that isn't faithful. And. Now that I am being faithful and I am being obedient, um, I noticed that the devil will send a lot of distractions. People that I haven't talked to in a long time, they'll contact me or um, people that haven't been dealing with me for a while, they'll come back around. And, um, you know, people from my old lifestyle, you know, people that are still doing drugs or selling drugs and. Like I, I turn my back on that. I'm done. Like I'm, I'm never smoking marijuana again. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not fornicating. I'm not lusting women. And by me being obedient, even though the devil is trying to do that, because obviously you're going to get tested. And so you being tested by Satan. You know, because Satan is, is is the accuser. He's the one that's always going to try to get you to mess up so he can be like, see, God, they're not as great as you think they are, you know, this and that or whatever he does. But the whole thing is, Satan, he can't get back into heaven. It's it's a wrap for him. You know what I mean? Sataniel or Sataniel, whatever his name was as an angel, you know, he can't get back into heaven. And all of the the third of the angels that he brought with them, they're not going either, you know? And so they're so angry and upset about this that they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that you can't get there either. So they, if they can be like, well, look, the, this human creation that you wanted us to worship, they're just as bad as we are. Um, therefore they shouldn't be allowed to go either. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, if you just tough it out and resist, I mean, it's you got to think it'll be easier now to do this stuff than after the rapture, because during the tribulation, it's going to be very difficult because you're actually going to see demons in physical form running around, killing humans, your so-called alien invasion, which there's no such thing as aliens. Um, for one, these aliens don't even have belly buttons. So that means they're not able to procreate, you know, um, no belly button means no umbilical cord, which means no birth. And so these are just fabricated entities, probably created through CRISPR technology. And if you're not aware of that, look it up. CRISPR technology, C-R-S-P-R. There's no I in it. Um, it's a genome splicing technology to where, they can um, basically genetically create humans now, you know. So I think there's even some um, evidence and proof that they've already, you know, spliced the genes of three different people to create one person. 
and that's not natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're, you come from two individuals. So putting a third one in there to create a human and they call them designer babies. So there's nothing new under the sun. Of course, I'm sure all of this was going on in the days of Noah, which makes me think too, you know, I saw something the other day, a post on Instagram and my Instagram is familia underscore day, D-E underscore confianza, C-O-N-F-I-A-N-Z-A, which reminds me I need to keep that website going because I got the website up, familia to confianza, so I'll probably pay that tonight. I also got to pay my internet bill. Bills, 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 and more bills. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, just by me being faithful, like I've, uh, I know that those doors have not opened again. So like before where I would ask God to deliver me from my addictions and, you know, you know, keep me away from basically demonic temptation, I would sin and open that door back up. And it doesn't matter what door you open, whether it's the door of marijuana or alcohol or cocaine or pornography, demons travel in gangs. So there's, they always bring other demons with them. So you could open the door to one sin, like, oh, it won't hurt if I smoke this joint or smoke a bull or whatever. But then you're eating a lot, right? So that, that feeds into greed, right? And... Now you're staying up late, so now you can't wake up early, and it offsets your whole day, and it might take two days to get back on track. Or you might stay up all night watching pornography and masturbating and don't want to wake up and go to work. So it's 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 always going to be a chain reaction of events, you know. So one little thing is how Satan gets in. You know, he, he just waits for that one small little window of opportunity to come in and then, bam, they kick down the door. Now you got a hundred demons in there and you're just a mess, you know. And then, yeah, if you ask God to deliver you, he will. He'll give you another chance to be obedient. But if you fail that test, then you're just going to keep going through this cycle over and over and over again. And me being 40 years old, I turned 41 in January. Um, enough is enough personally for me. You know what I mean? I've lived that life. I've been there. I've done that. And yeah, temptation is everywhere. It's crazy. And I mean, there's also temptations for anger, right? So like now I was just in the store. Um, I was actually going to get some vegetarian sushi, which is just like rice, avocado, pickled carrots, and I think lettuce. And then they give you these like ginger strips and I'm like addicted to the ginger. I don't know why, but I love Really, that's the whole reason why I get the sushi things because of the ginger strips that I could put on it. But while I was getting that, because they only, they had the brown rice uh, vegetarian sushi rolls. And I don't like, it's not that I don't like the brown rice, it's just I prefer the white rice. And then there's a whole other debate about rice being plastic and not real, so I don't even go in that. So I'm really trying to stay away from carbs, which doesn't make any sense because I just ordered steamed veggies, mashed potatoes. And mac and cheese. So, but I am, you know, I'm still practicing fasting by skipping meals. And eventually I'm going to be able to do my full fast, which is what I'm working towards. 
But, you know, you just take baby steps to get into that. When I did my first fast years ago, I just did it cold turkey because I was just in the dead end and I was just sick of life. And even though I had drugs and all that, I was still spiritually disconnected and it bothered me. But anyway, so while I was getting looking at sushi, I seen this guy that worked there, you know, making a plate of like the hot food. And so I started asking him questions. He just gave me a disgusted look. He just looked at me like he was disgusted. And normally, you know, things like that, you know, I'm going to go talk to the manager and be like, what's this guy's problem? You know, like I'm, I'm a customer. I'm in a good mood. I didn't come with any type of negativity. And this dude's just being a douchebag for no reason. The thing is, now I know what the reason why he's being a douchebag. He's got demons, right? And I'm walking around with the Holy Spirit on me. Demons don't like that. So if your temple, your body is harboring demons, demons are comfortable living in your body because you're comfortable living in sin. And then here comes a guy who's who's trying to be obedient to Christ. And he wants to keep the Holy Spirit in his temple by keeping it pure, by not sinning. There's opposition there. So the demons that are, are controlling this individual are going to make him react negatively towards me for no apparent reason. And that's exactly why sometimes people you be around, they just have horrible negative attitudes. They could just look at you with disgust and hate and you never even spoke a word to them or you weren't even close enough for them to be in your presence. You know, you just seen them from afar and they're already giving you dirty looks. And they don't want to be around you. What I have come to understand is even though I want everybody to, you know, live their best life in the sense of the best life that God intended for them before the fall, before the curse, to be in the glorified state. We just have to realize not everybody is going to get into the boat, so to speak. Like you got to think back in the days when the Lord sent the flood here. There's probably, who knows, you know, anywhere from 10 million, 100 million people on earth. I don't know how many people were here, but I know there was a limited number of people that got on Noah's Ark. I think it was like eight people and then just a gang of animals or whatever, you know. And obviously, we don't know the technology they had back then either. So that could have been possible if they, you know, they had petri dishes of dna and dna samples then it would make sense but who knows i mean we weren't alive back then so we don't know but i mean i assume you know he had two of each creature so they could you know procreate or whatever but you know i'm not really a historian i'm a baby christian i'm not a pastor or a preacher i'm just like you trying to figure it all out and so i never want anybody to take my word as the end all be all of anything, you know, of course I'm just doing this to have people create a dialogue for it and to do some research on your own for it, you know, but, um, so yeah, you know, um, the, the demon of anger, the demon of bad mood or, you know, like, you can rebuke like a spirit of tiredness and a spirit of laziness. So I'm sure you can rebuke a spirit of anger and, uh, you know, bad temperament or whatever. And, um, and I don't, I haven't, I haven't noticed that around me. Like I can notice it a little bit 
Like I picked somebody up earlier and they just reeked the alcohol. And I'm like, man, it's like early, <laughs> you know, early on a Sunday morning. And so obviously they 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 got some demons too, right? Alcoholism, right? The spirit of alcoholism. And so they just get in my car. They don't say two words to me. And I guess people just expect me to, every time somebody gets in my car, like, hey, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Da, 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 da. But I'm not really that type of person anyway. So I'm not going to be out of character. You know what I mean? But obviously there has to be some type of dialogue because I want to make sure I'm picking up the right person or whatever. You know, but some people, they're just rude, snobby, stuck up, arrogant, you know, just self-absorbed and focused on their self at all times. And it's always all about them, which is a majority of the world. Oh, my, my daily visit from the police helicopters. But, um, I'm used to that. So anyway, uh. Um, so, you know, I was getting a little bit of negative thoughts, you know, like, man, you know, these people, you know, and then on top of that, like I always clean my every day I wake up, I'm cleaning, you know, I just learned that, you know, in job core, really just to grow up cleaning. I mean, wake up cleaning, you know, detail cleaning. And so not only do I wake up cleaning my house and cleaning myself and but when I get in my car, I make sure I go to the car wash and I clean that. And then it never fails. It's always like the first person that gets in the car makes the biggest mess. And that mess will stay there all day long, you know, which is kind of irritating. But, you know, it's part of the job. So, you know, um, they get in there. They got, you know, they're all quiet. They all got mean looks on their face. So I'm like, you know, I can't judge nobody. I don't know what they're going through. And then I try to distract myself and think about other things because that's really the art, the mastery that we have. You know, we have to master that art form of focusing our attention on things that are beneficial and not in opposition or negative to us. You know what I mean? And, um, so, yeah, I was doing that. And another thing I noticed, too, by the Holy Spirit being so strong on me, because think about exorcisms. What happens in the exorcism? What happens when you get delivered? Right. You vomit, you know, and I noticed that a lot. Like when people get in the car, they just hear this Christian music and I try not to blast it. But the thing is, with music, even if you have it a certain level, songs still go up in volume because singers can sing louder certain parts of the song and they're not you know just like you're talking you're not always talking at an equal decibel you know what i mean it fluctuates and the same thing with music so sometimes when the music is really spiking even though i got it low and it starts to spiking and i see they get uncomfortable i'll turn it down a little bit especially if they're in a the conversation i don't want it to affect their conversation but also i don't want it so low to where I can be in their conversation because I try to avoid lewd conversations because everything affects everything. You're always going to take something from some situation, all situations that you go through every day and all people that you interact every day. A conversation you overhear can linger in your mind. Um, something that somebody says to you can be, you know, recycled in your mind over and over again or repeated in your mind over and over again because that's what demons do you know 
And it can, your your own mind can drive you crazy, you know. The thoughts in your mind can just make you go insane, or the demonic thoughts that the demons and the fallen angels are implementing into your mind can make you go crazy. So, you know, now that I'm doing good in the physical, which I know there's still tests to come and moments of weakness to where my faith will be tested and my obedience will be tested, but. I just have to say this too shall pass. Like I get people and they'll put their knees. Like when you, when you, when I sit in the car, like if I, if I get in a taxi or I get in an Uber, I'm not going to sit with, especially if I'm a man, you know, and this isn't to be sexual at all in any type of way. But as a man, most men don't sit with their knees touching because you got something in between there and you know, you don't want to smash nothing, you know, but. For some reason, some people like to sit like that and I just feel their knees and my back and they'll start pushing. And it's like, are they doing this on purpose to try to bother me? Which makes no sense because I'm the driver, right? So if I'm driving a vehicle, why would you go out of your way to make it uncomfortable or make it awkward for me to where I can't focus or I get distracted on the road? That's also another reason why I don't talk. When I'm driving, because if I miss a turn because we're having a conversation and I get distracted because we're talking and I'm just cruising and I'm not paying attention to where I'm supposed to go and I miss a turn, then I get a complaint for it. Right. Oh, he missed a turn. That's going to be extra money. I shouldn't have to pay for it. You know, he did it on purpose. People are just vindictive and evil and they just always want to attack, 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 attack. And I get it because when you got that demon, that's what that demon makes you do. The demon of confrontation. It's always trying to get you to, to quarrel with others. That's the whole, the whole scheme of Satan is divide and conquer. So whatever tactics he can use to cause us to fight and quarrel with each other, he's going to do that. And since I'm aware of that, I have to act. I have to operate on a standard of knowing better because I do know better. And so now I just pray about everything. Like, Lord, please, man, can you <laughs> submit a thought into their brain to stop ramming their knee into my back? And then sure enough, maybe like a couple seconds, a couple minutes later, it stops. So it all, the, the Bible says to pray without ceasing, you know? And then I, I came across a, a YouTube channel today um, and he was just talking about practice praying in, uh, excuse me, practice praying in tongues. He said, even if you can only do it for 30 seconds, which may be long for long, a lot of people, but try to increase it to a couple minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, and when you're praying in tongues, even though you know, you're probably not, you don't know what you're speaking. You're speaking like baby talk or gibberish or whatever. The Lord knows what you're thinking. And that's what makes it sufficient, you know, because he knows your heart. But, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to post an episode for encouragement. Again, nobody's listening to this. So it's really just like a online journal that's accessible to the public. But, um, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, I just run into situations every day, all day. And when I feel it, because now I'm starting to get like a spidey sense, so to speak, about things before they happen, like a warning, like this could be 
this could be trouble. This could this could not be good. Even when I'm working, I could tell now. Like, uh, and that's why I love like the freedom of my job. And I just pray that I'm able to keep it and maintain it. And you know, my vehicle and everything is cool. But you know, even if it all falls apart, I'm still not worried because there's a, a bus line and there's Uber, so I can always get another job and work somewhere else. And there's a lot of Christian places that are hiring. They got the blue Christian blue pages. And obviously you do want to be around other Christians if you're trying to live uh obedient life to God, you know. But um I even overheard a conversation today. These guys they're all around my age, I guess they're about to be forty. And they're just talking about how every year they, they go to different places in the world and have these bachelor parties and they're talking about going to like St. Thomas and, and, uh, Angola and, uh, Montreal, Vegas, Chicago, New York. And I was just like, wow, man, wouldn't that be awesome if, if, if I had it? And one of the guys was like, yeah, man, I haven't had a job. So I'm just working out and stuff. And I'm like, man, that must be. And he's like, yeah, my parents always pay for all of our trips. They don't pay for the alcohol no more. And obviously I'm not trying to eavesdrop or hear these conversations, but you're, if you're talking like this and I'm in the car, it's kind of hard not to not hear it, you know? And even if I try to focus on the music, like I said, volumes fluctuate. Sometimes people start speaking louder than others and stuff like that, you know? So, but I was just thinking like that goes into my point that you have to be careful the people that you're around and stuff, because these, these things can linger in your mind, you know, and, and pull you into temptation. But the whole thing is we're always going to get these demonic thoughts while we're here, but your power is on what you focus on. So if you keep thinking and focusing on it, like I get women in the car and they talk sexual a lot, you know, and I've had it to where, you know, I had to pick up beautiful woman, and she was just speaking sexually the whole time, like in detail. And it really, really, really got me out of my zone. You know what I mean? This was before like, I was really being obedient with, with to God. And so I was weaker because I was still sinning, like smoking weed and doing coke and, you know, and it just messed up a lot of things for me having her in the car. But it's also like, man, you know, how class, how classless are women these days? You know, like by the way they, by the clothes they wear, you know, even all these spandex, like women don't have to wear spandex. You know what I mean? Like they're very aware because who looks in the mirror more than, than anybody out of the, the male and female species? probably women, you know what I mean? Cause makeup, hair, you know, so they're definitely always checking out what they're wearing before they leave the house. And when we get judged on judgment day, you're not going to be able to argue or defend yourself because God knows all your thoughts. So you're very aware what you're wearing and what you're doing. And a lot of women who are lonely, maybe they're trying to get that type of attention. You know what I'm saying? Because they just want some type of affection, but that's just the wrong way to go about getting it. And it causes a lot of problems. I mean, I remember on the Penny on the Gandhi YouTube channel, he said 80% of hell's occupants are women. 
15% are like kids, like, you know, teenagers, children or whatever. 5% are men. And who was the first? God created man in his image. So it was man first. Then he put Adam to sleep, took his rib out and made Eve. After that, he made Eve. Them two, they were able to produce, but they didn't start producing until after the fall. They didn't have any kids before they sinned. They started having kids after they sinned. So that means all of humanity is cursed due to Adam and Eve. And then if you want to point fingers, but all oh, it was all Eve. And then if you want to point fingers and you'd be like, oh, it was Satan. And then be like, oh, it's because Satan got kicked out of heaven. And then, oh, it's God's fault because God created Satan. Well, God didn't create Satan to be evil. He created angels with free will. He didn't create robots to where you're, you're forced to love him and serve him. No, it's just that he's God. He's all knowing. He knows the right way things need to be done, but he gave you a choice to, to, to live life and to do what you want. But obviously he's hoping that you don't want to live a negative life and, and, and go, and go down the wrong path. You know, he was hoping that, you know, inherently you, which we all do, we all know right from wrong that you would obviously do the right thing because it produces good fruit and produces a good life. And if you do bad things, it's going to produce a bad life. Although now we're seeing a lot of people winning who are sinning, but um, that's just part of the, the demonic deception of Satan, you know. And um, and if if you guys want to live that life so bad, you want to live a sinful existence so bad, then that's cool because God could just withdraw the church, rapture the true believers, the true. Christians on fire for God, not the lukewarm, you know, not the backslidden, but those who are keeping short accounts with the Lord, constantly repenting, constantly asking for forgiveness and constantly trying to live a better life. The real soldiers of Christ, me now, you know, even though I always had that, that drive to be that I wasn't actually implementing and living it. I was still, um, Submitting myself to the flesh. And now I'm ignoring the flesh and doing um, what I know is right and not what I feel like doing. Because you can't trust your feelings or emotions. That's the big deceiver here. That's how demons are able to play you. You just have to trust the word of God. Be still and have faith and just know that. His way is the right way. I mean, look, he created everything here. And um, yeah, you know, he's not happy with the way things are and he is going to rectify it and correct it. It's just what side of the line are you on? You know, you can't be halfway. You can't be in the world and, and still be like, oh, I'm going to church tomorrow. Did this, this and that. He just was out all night drinking. That's not cutting it with God. It's either white or black, light or dark. Right or wrong. That's just what it is. I mean, it's not muddy. There's no gray area there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just right or wrong. And you're called to be perfect like your father in heaven is perfect. Think about all those kids that drowned in the flood. They didn't make it on Noah's Ark. So, yeah, even kids died, you know. 
And um, I realized any time that I've gotten angry with God is because I had a lack of understanding. And then the following day, um, a certain YouTube video would just pop up in my feed out of nowhere. Somebody I'd never listened to, never known to search for or look for, just popped up. And if I ignored it, usually it goes away. But a couple of days later, bang, it pops up again. Like, wow, maybe God's trying to tell me something. Let me watch this video. And then, bam, it's a message that I needed to hear right on time, you know? So God is good, man. I love him. I'm just so thankful and grateful that um, the rapture didn't didn't happen like in 2012 or in 2000, just years and years ago because I wouldn't have made it. You know what I mean? And um, it's sad to say, but a lot of people aren't going to make it now, you know? And um, I'm really trying not to cuss. I mean, even throughout my career of making music, um, a lot of people would always say, man, you know, I, I listened to this whole album of yours and, and you you barely cuss or you didn't even cuss, you know? So I know I can get back on that path. Like I know there was a point in the time where we were all innocent and pure as babies, as kids. And we can go back to that childlike state and be pure, you know, and humble and just have like, the curiosity and wonderment of a child that is just so joyful, you know, that's why kids bring so much joy. And, you know, there are bad kids out there, but there's also demons out there affecting humans, you know, so you, you got to take that into account. And that's why when Jesus was getting crucified, he said, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. And it's just a very accurate statement. You know, most people haven't put in this much time to research and follow God. But one thing I know for sure, he is faithful. And the more you draw closer to him, he'll meet you halfway. Sometimes he'll even come 60, 70% of the way, 30 or where you're doing 30%, he's 70%. Maybe even you're only doing 10% and he's doing 90% or you're doing 1% and he's doing 99% or even lesser. Like <clears throat> I see, like, like I see where I'm living at now and the stuff that I'm going through. And I'm like, I'm there because of the way I was living my life before I got there, you know, and how dare I think that I'm too good to live in that area or I'm too, too good to experience poverty. Nah, I deserve it. You know what I mean? And actually I deserve worse, man. I deserve to be homeless, you know, because just the fact that, I have a vehicle, a nice car, a 2015 model. Like that's the newest year type of vehicle I've had, you know, and I got a roof over my head. I just was able to go buy me a new mattress. And I mean, oh, I'm so thankful to have like a memory foam mattress, like to actually have a mattress without springs in it or boards. It's like, wow, man, I'm so blessed. Like, and I always thought, like, man, it doesn't make sense to sleep on something with wood and metal in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you do, uh, most mattresses are mainly wood and metal, and then you got, like, a thin little piece of cushion. And I'm like, nah, you know, I, I need to get me a memory foam mattress, you know. And it's it's like seven eight $800 mattress, but I got financing for it. It actually was, like, $400, but with financing, it, like, doubled. But, um... I'm just like, oh, who cares, man? I'm so grateful. Like, 
the little things I'm appreciative of, you know. And even though I don't celebrate these pagan holidays, I, you know, I needed a, a, a jacket. And I was able to go buy me a jacket yesterday and some new shoes. And it was just like, man, thank you, Lord. And then it was now I can bless somebody with my old stuff. You know, like I know I got a friend of mine who needs a mattress and he needs some stuff. I redid my bathroom like I, you know, redid the shower curtains and the rugs and the towels and the bath mat. And I'm like, well, there's other stuff I had. It's not like it was bad, but I cleaned it up. And I'm like, now I can bless somebody else with it. You know, someone less fortunate than me. And I, I know the perfect person, my friend. I'm going to bless him with it. I already called him and told him, like, hey, man, um, it's yours. Whenever you want to come get it. But, um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to get on today and just, you know, praise the Lord and just thank him publicly. And, you know. I really haven't been having bad days lately. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there are bad days, but it doesn't take its toll on me like it used to. It didn't emotionally drain me and, and spike my anger like it used to, you know? And it's because he got rid of a lot of demons. Wow, that's really weird. I just seen this guy, right? <laughs> People are weird, but this guy, right? He's sitting in his Kia um, Sorrento Jeep. And I seen him just open the door and he has like produce, right? And you know how you put your produce in the, the plastic bag in the store? So he's opening the produce. It's like kale or something, right? And he's like, he opened the door and I'm just seeing like, I don't know what he's doing. He's like shaking something out of it. And he like half wraps it to where like it's the, the top part, the leaf is exposed. And then he just throws it on, on the floor where he's driving, where his feet are at. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. I'm funny about that type of stuff. Like, if it's stuff that I'm eating, you know, I'm not going to say I ain't never ate something off the floor before, you know, as a kid or whatever, that five-second rule or whatever. And, but also, those were times where I was always messed up and high off of drugs or something, you know, and I really just didn't care. But, you know, or super drunk, you know, it was just out of it. But, you know, if I'm in the right mind, which I am now, and 90% of the time I am, I'm not, like, having my produce, like, any type of fruits or vegetables touch anything, but unless I'm rinsing it off with some water. And that's about it, you know, which, you know, water these days with all the fluoride in it. But you always got to think, you got to pray before everything you do. I pray before I take a shower that, you know, the fluoridated water doesn't get absorbed or the fluoride doesn't get absorbed into my flesh. You know, I just ask for protection. You know, if I'm using shampoos and conditioners that the chemicals, the harmful parabens and, and things like that, they put into this, those chemicals that cause cancer and all that. Cause everything causes cancer because it's a money making business for cancer. Like even when I was driving downtown in OSU, around OSU, Ohio State University, it says Ohio State Cancer Research Institution or something. And when you really break it down, like, yeah, it's a research institution on how to give people and make people keep have cancer. It's not like an institution to get rid of cancer. It's an institution to kill people and never cure them, you know, but just treat them so they can get their insurance money and get money. It's all about money here, which obviously isn't going to mean anything um, after the rapture. 
And I know a lot of people don't believe the rapture. Oh, it's, there's no preacher like Bible flock, that dude on YouTube, Bible flock. Like, I really don't try to knock people that are preaching the gospel because you still get gems and you still get wisdom from that. But this dude is selling everything on his channel, right? You go to his Bible flock channel. He's selling this. He's selling that. You know, he's doing live chats and you got to pay to talk to him. And it's just disgusting to me. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you try to make money off of something that's free? The word is free. Jesus wasn't charging people to preach the gospel to them. Are you crazy? So these are the things you have to have discernment. You know what I mean? And yeah, he seems like a nice guy, yada, yada. But you got to judge people by their fruits, you know? And I'm not saying like, you know, you can't sell Bibles and sell things that are beneficial. But if that is your whole focus, you know what I mean? Something is up with that. And he was like, oh, I don't believe in pre-trip rapture. And I'm like, well, that's odd because there's so many scriptures in the Bible, Thessalonians, Matthew, like there's just so many different chapters in the Bible that refer to the, the taking away the church. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to just give you two. One this is what you, this is what people, people don't believe in a pre-trip rapture. I ask them this. Okay. There's two times for sure in the Bible. They mentioned Jesus is coming one, like a thief in the night. And it's, it's, it goes along the lines. Like if you knew that a criminal was coming to break into your house, you would stay awake and prepare to prevent that from happening. But if it, if it comes like a thief in the night, you're not prepared for it. Okay, so that means, oh, if God's going to come, Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night, then there's no warning or nothing. That's one time he's coming. And then there's another time he's coming. The second coming, he's coming on the clouds with all of his saints. So why would you get why would it? That doesn't make sense that you're going to get raptured at the second coming. And then you just go straight and then you, you get raptured and now you're just all you're in heaven automatically on horses with Jesus as a second coming. That doesn't make no sense to me, to me. Now, there's people out there that will debate it, but it makes sense that he raptures the church, raptures the children. I mean, he saved Noah, didn't he? And they said the end in the end days, it'll be as in the days of Noah. Right. So in the days of Noah. People that were close to God being Noah, that being Noah, was known, knowing that that flood was coming. And he knew well in advance to where he had enough time, probably like hundreds of years, to build this incredible boat, this huge ark. So people seeing he's building this boat, you know, everybody knew about it, but they still were doing what they were doing. And then it started raining and it didn't stop. Okay. Sorry, I got distracted by that guy with the fruit again. I think something is I think something is up with that guy. Like he might be a Maybe he's stealing stuff. I don't know what he's doing. This is weird. He's 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 doing some weird stuff. So I don't know if he's like um autistic, eccentric or like mental disability with something weird going on with him a little bit but um anyway uh so as in the days of noah right so 
God is going to warn, like if you, if you're, if your temple is habitable for a pure Holy Spirit of God, which means you're being obedient, you're keeping the temple pure, so the the Holy Spirit will dwell can dwell in there, which that's what I want. I don't want the Holy Spirit to lead me. Like actually, every day I have to feel the Holy Spirit, or I, I really get sad, you know. And then I start I start going in my mind like, is there something that I forgot to ask for forgiveness for? And if I can't remember at all, like I'll ask God to remind me. And if I still can't remember, then I'll just say, God, please forgive me for anything that I've done that is sinful or disrespectful in your eyesight. And I let him know, I know that I'm filth. I know that I'm trash. I know that I'm broken and I'm a sinner. But please just give me a chance. Please just forgive me for whatever it is I'm forgetting that I did. Because we're so ingrained in, in, in this satanic world that we don't even notice the little things we do, you know, which is negative thinking. Like, how dare this this person do this? Like, even if I don't vocally cuss, sometimes I'm cussing in my thoughts, you know. And sometimes I'm, I get so mad. I'm like, man, I'm not asking forgiveness for that. And I won't. I won't. Like, I'll forget about it. Like, I'll say something like that in my head because I'm so mad that I actually forget to really ask for forgiveness for that one little thing. And I don't want one little thing, one little spot on my white robe to prevent me from entering heaven. You know, that penny on the Gandhi and Gandhi YouTube channel is deep. I mean, he was talking about women with weaves weren't going, going to heaven. P women that wore makeup weren't going to heaven. Like God knows the thoughts behind why people do this stuff. You know what I mean? But also God created you the way he created you, you know? And I remember, like in the Old Testament, even though we're not supposed to go off of that, we're supposed to go off the New Testament. I mean, in the Old Testament, he, it was really strict, like even on what type of clothes you can wear, how men and women can wear their hair, um, shaving your hair, like just all kinds of different things, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not cool with being like a hairy, hairy dude. Like, you know, I'm always clean shaven and... um I just, I just don't, I don't want to have a full beard. I just think it's nasty, honestly. And, um, so I always keep my stuff super, super trim low. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I don't know if that's vanity. I don't know. But if it is, I still ask God, man, please forgive me for, you know, whatever I've done that, that may be sinful in your, your eyes. So yeah, guys, I'm going to eat because it's been 40 something minutes and um, my food's not hot anymore, but this was more important to me because I want to do things while it's fresh on my mind. And uh, yeah, this girl walked by and she's pretty, so I'm not trying to. And another thing too is like, I see, I've always seen things like when I was younger, they, the doctor said, oh, those are called floaties or whatever, but only older people really get that. And I'm like, well. I'm like 19 and I see it, you know, and they're like, oh, well, it might be glaucoma, you should get your, and I'm like, nah, I don't accept anything here, by the way, I don't accept nobody's diagnosis, nothing, I don't trust man, I don't trust humans, I don't trust myself, so I'm not going to trust anything a doctor says, I don't even go to doctors, I don't go to get checkups, man, I rely on Yahweh. I rely on God, period. That's it. You know, 
It's my my focus is tunnel vision, like 100% focus on the Lord. That's all I need, you know, because he created us so he can cure us and heal us. So if there's something that I'm going through, then it's something that's 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 not right with God and it's getting trying to get my attention. So if I get a cold, get sick, where other people will chop it up as, oh, it's just this or it's the flu. You need to go get a flu shot. I'll never, never, ever, ever get a flu shot, ever. Screw that. I want to die. Sorry. I mean, any chance I can get to get out of this life, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? But obviously, it's not my time yet. And when it is my time, whatever way God wants me to go, that's the way I'm going to go. If I got to get tortured to death by Satanists, I guess that's what's got to happen. If I need to get decapitated and beheaded in the guillotine that Obama put in the Obamacare Act, I guess that's what I got to go through. You know what I mean? What does it matter? They can't kill my soul. And how long is it going to last? I mean, you're torturing me. That means I'm on the way to dying. You know? So you, the Satanists lose either way, no matter what. You know? I was getting attacked because I was praying against the witchcraft in the hilltop and in the bottoms and in North Linden. You know what I mean? And all the impoverished and areas where there's just nothing but drugs. I'm praying against that. I want my people to be free. You know, never forget when I was rapping, it was the free age movement. And I wanted to be the leader of the free age movement. I never veered from that path or that destiny. I always tried to awaken and educate and entertain at the same time. And it was edutainment. But nobody likes the music. Nobody wanted to. I mean, I've been a nobody wants me to succeed. And that's OK, because that's who God looks for. God's not looking for the popular people. He's not looking for all the super famous pro athletes and all these, you know, high level warlocks and witches and, and Satanists and pedophiles and cannibals. I mean. It's, it's, it's his wish that nobody should perish and he's going to do everything he can. And your guardian angels, they're going to do everything they can to try to get you to not make bad decisions. But if you make bad decisions, you push them away. They're still there in the distance, but they're not going to be close to you. And that's kind of how I operate here. Like I see friends and family. They're not living the lifestyle that I'm trying to live. And they think that's selfish, that I'm judging them. Okay, whatever. Do I care? No. I'm doing what God wants me to do. I don't care what man thinks. Man doesn't know nothing. You're a created being. You know, like I'm going with God all the way, winning team. So it just boggles my mind, people who are so arrogant and live life like that. Not saying I wasn't like that at one point in my life. I definitely was. And I had a greasy, greasy mouth on me and spoke just vulgar and just said crazy things to people all the time. And I asked the Lord, please forgive me for that. You know, I didn't know any better, you know, but, um, you know, kids don't do what they're taught. They do what they see, you know. I saw another post on Instagram. It was a, a lady on the subway. She was reading the book and right next to her, her daughter or her son was reading the book. And, and, the, and the quote was, kids don't do what you tell them. They do what they see you do. 
you can't be a hypocrite. You can't be smoking weed and then be telling your kids that they that they can't smoke weed because they're too young. And actually, these days, I mean, I've been around people, you know, when I was smoking weed, they're smoking weed in front of the, the babies and in front of the kids. That's a, actually a normal thing in the hood. It's really not a big deal in the hood. Everybody does it. They smoke cigarettes in front of the kids, drinking in front of the kids, or having sex in front of their kids, having sex in the same bed that their kids are in. Been through all of that. So, again, I'm not a pastor or a preacher. Um, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a role model. You know, I'm not a leader. You know, I'm striving to be that, but I'm just not yet. You know, it's just going to take a lot of work. It's been a lifelong journey and um, really thankful, actually, now that my wife cheated on me with an African-American man named Brandon. Good luck to them. I hope they're happy. But um, <clears throat> because of all of that, you know, I was able to be set apart and really it's just me and Yah. It's just me and the Lord, man. God and I. And that's cool. That's cool. I love it. Just getting to know him and it's just beautiful, man. I mean, I cry a lot out of joy, you know, just joy that I'm saved. Joy that I'm finally on the right path. I'm regretful that it took this long. I wish I figured all this stuff out a lot earlier, but I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I didn't grow up with any Christian role models or mentors. I didn't have anybody pull me to the side like, hey, this is this is the way you should be living your life, you know. And if I did have people that did that, they didn't stick around because I went back into the world. And I get it now because now that I'm living that life, I don't hang around anybody too long that's living that life, you know. And I think people know now. Like I even I tell people, you know, like actually my friend Josiah, he hit me up recently. And yeah, it's my brother. I forgive him, you know, but you know, he did me dirty more than once. More than once. Has yeah, as long as I've known him, he always dropped the ball, you know. But we're called to forgive, you know, and so I love my brothers. I love everybody. I love you. I love all my brothers and sisters here. I do not judge nobody. I don't judge homosexuals. I don't judge transgenders. I don't judge cannibals. I don't judge pedophiles. I know that might sound crazy, but I can't judge anybody. I am human. I am a sinner too. You know, I, I just because I sin differently doesn't make me better. Like I did the same type of sins you know as far as like drugs and alcohol and fornicating sleeping with women from the club oh okay that guy just kicked that um he just kicked that vegetable stuff out of his car when he got in it so that's good he's not eating it i think he went in to go get another one but they probably wouldn't let him return that and yeah that's true i mean you guys got to check your food man like, I get mad if I go buy fruits and vegetables and I get home and I see mold on it. Like, I'm disgusted. And I'll call the grocery store and they're like, oh, just bring it back and we'll refund it. And I'm like, I threw it away. Are you not? Like, are you disgusting? Like, I'm not going to keep that nasty stuff, you know? But anyway, um, I'm just rambling at this point. I know I'm talking a lot. But, um, yeah, I love you guys, you know. And um, I just pray that the Lord blesses you. And, um. If you guys really want to see results, just fast. 
just fast, man. Fast from secular TV, fast from um, food, you know. When you starve the flesh, you know, when you're not feeding these demons, they go. And, and God will make sure they stay gone if you stay on that path, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. This is the way I look at it. If you really want to change, you're going to do whatever you need to do to change. You're going to do the research and study and take notes and apply these principles and implement it and set a new routine for yourself and really try to do things that are going to help you transition into this new lifestyle. And I know that because that's what I'm doing, you know, and, um, I remember when I was training at the martial arts center, one of the, a lot of the guys there are younger than me, you know, the one guy was the same age as me and I actually had the most respect for him because he treated me with the most respect, right? The guys that were younger were not respectful. They would say a little slick stuff, very arrogant, worldly, secular, but the guy that was around my age, Corey T.C., Great guy, man. Great dude, man. Just huge black dude, man. He's a monster. I wouldn't want to. I mean, I had to obviously roll with him in jujitsu. I couldn't beat the dude ever, you know. Probably couldn't beat him in boxing. Wouldn't want to, you know. I'm not even a violent person anyways. It really just was. I just love the sport and I just like exercising. And I just like having coaches and trainers and being on a routine and um, one of the guys that was coming at me with negative energy actually happened to have the best training regimen at the whole facility. But he didn't he didn't last there long because he wanted to focus on his career and he didn't want to that took away from him training and all that, which is understandable. I think he went on to win like some box. I know he, he didn't do so well in like an MMA match, but he was doing really good in boxing. Good kid anyway. Um and that's what he was. He's a kid to me. You know what I mean? And so once we got past all the negativity, which a lot of it had to do with Satan and stuff like that, you know, but I, I seen good in him, you know, and God gave me a dream that, you know, he's working on, on getting him to to walk that path in life to be a good Christian. And, you know, I got to give these kids slack because look man i'm 40 and i'm just now figuring it out you know so my little brothers nikolai and gino like i try to give them the word or whatever but they're real negative you know they're worldly they they gossip they talk behind my back you know but whatever i don't care you know what i mean like i know what it is you know i know it's demonic and if that's the way they want to be and live their life, man, that's on them. But all I can do is do what God tells me to do, which is warn people, give people the message, spread the gospel. And then I'm not on the hook for it. You know what I mean? I did what I was supposed to do. I warned you. I let you know. And if you still choose to, to live life the way you want to live it, then you'll have to suffer the consequences of your actions, you know, because you were warned. And maybe you don't want to accept the warning for me. But, you know, when I was growing up, those was my little brothers. I loved them, you know. But now I don't even know who they are. They're nothing like the little kids that I knew when I was growing up. I had a lot of love for them. My dad had a lot, a real big role in that, how they thought about me. 
their mom, Brenda, had a, a big role in how they thought about me because all they do is gossip and talk because they're worldly. They watch secular television. So they're trained to be that way, but that's not the way that we're supposed to be. And I'm sure they feel empty and feel kind of filthy and disgusted after talking so negatively behind my back and putting me down and always saying negative things about me, you know. And I mean, look, man, it's your life, you know, but I'm not going to say nothing negative about them. I love them. I wish them the best. I hope they figure it out. I told them it's about Jesus. I told them they need to get close. And it's not just about saying that you're a Christian. It's about really walking the walk and talking the talk. You know what I mean? You can't talk the talk without walking the walk because you are a hypocrite. On this day, I can confidently say I am not a hypocrite. I am not smoking weed. I'm not going to go smoke weed after this. I'm not going to go fornicate with a woman after this. I'm not going to go drink alcohol or sniff coke. You know what I mean? And those were those were my crutches. So there's different things for other things. You know, the anger issue, I've always been hot-headed, so I'm work, trying to work on that. But you become hot-headed when you're when you're constantly picked on almost cussed there you see that but um because i was starting to get mad you know like oh they effing bullied me and that's why I be and that's true you know like bullies create bullies you know and so by me getting bullied all my life i guess i started developing the bully in nature you know and that's disgusting to me i hate that side of me like i really am not that person like i the way god created me i'm a good dude and so i want to do what he says to do so I can be that guy that he wanted me to be. And hopefully you can be the person that he wanted you to be. Um, but you got to be obedient. And it's just about saying no, really. It's just about saying no, staying away from people who aren't trying to do that. If they get offended, just tell them, like, look, you know, I don't want to sin no more. I want to be obedient to Christ, you know, and I hope that you join me because it's freedom, freedom from slavery. And that's what should matter in the end. All right, I love y'all. Stay up. I'm about to eat this food. Peace.